Welcome to another edition of Around with Randall, your weekly 10 to 12 minute podcast on making your nonprofit more effective for your community. And here is your host, the CEO and founder of Hallett Philanthropy, Randall Hallett. Appreciate your time here on another week with Around with Randall. I want to try to play a little bit of pronostication. 2021, uh, as we begin the year, appears to be such a great series of opportunities for those of us in the non-philanthropic market and nonprofits in general. And I just want to spend a couple moments talking about maybe some thoughts, uh, predictions, what might happen in this entire process, and see if we can't get to some possibilities in terms of what you might be looking for. So there are seven things I'd like to try to predict. And uh, next year, we'll take a listen back at this and do our comparisons to see if I even got one or two of them right. So let me start with, and it won't be until the end of the year we'll know this, but I, I think that we're going to find out that the generosity of Americans, uh, and particularly around, also people around the world, but I'm more familiar with uh, the statistics here in America, is will be overwhelming. That, that 2020 will have shown people to be unbelievably generous and 2021 will be the same that there may be even be a small jump in the percentage of GDP that philanthropy uh, is a part of. And usually it's about 2%. I might even think it might get closer to 2.3, 2.4%. But that comes with a caveat. One of the other things that I think will be a challenge is, is that a lot of this is going to be regionalized in terms of the type of growth. Uh, as we have all endured COVID, I think that states and, and municipalities have treated the way that they are dealing with COVID in different ways. And we're not going to judge one way or the other here. But the states and the municipalities that have shut down their government and their uh, uh, business society a little bit more are going to struggle more in a recovery. And when that generally happens over time, what we've learned is, is that philanthropy doesn't grow as much. So I think there's going to be some places in our country we're going to see growth in philanthropy. I think there's going to be places where we see a drop in philanthropy and not because of anybody's heart or desire, but because the economics may not allow there to be as much growth in certain areas. And I think a lot of that's going to be about economic recovery in certain geographic areas. I also think my second prediction, which is somewhat connected, is, is that there will be a renewed push to some very basic services in terms of fundraising and the needs of the community. So things like food banks, shelters, basic housing, basic services will be a renewed emphasis in 2021. And it, particularly in those areas that have ge geographically have had financial challenges more so than other geographic areas in our country. And so it's going to be harder for places that aren't providing some of those basic services to see philanthropy at the level of increase that they desire. So things like case statements and things of that nature will be even more important about impact. 
So that's two. Three, I think we'll see a growth in stock gifts. I think with the growth of the stock market for those who were invested during 2020 and into 2021, that the idea of giving stock and marketable securities will increase. That will exponentially be true if and when there is an increase to the capital gains tax that comes out of Congress and signed by the president. So my third prediction is, is that marketable securities will become more advantageous and a bigger part of philanthropic giving in 2021. Number four, I think that we will start to see for the first time some conversation around donations that are related to cryptocurrencies, things like Bitcoin, that particularly with their increase in value over the last couple of years, that that will continue, that the stock market may not see the growth uh, that maybe a cryptocurrency might might endure it to higher values going forward. And that we're going to begin to get people who are asking, well, how do I make a gift with Bitcoin or with other cryptocurrencies? And to be candid, I'm not sure nonprofits have the answer to this. Uh, but I think we're going to read articles about organizations trying to figure it out because there could be bigger gift opportunities and they've got to find a way to make that gift come to fruition. So number four is the idea of cryptocurrency being at the front edge of a paradigm shift in terms of giving opportunities. The fifth is probably the one I feel the most strongly about. I kind of try to tie these together by areas. I think that the major data breach regarding CRMs in one particular company is going to cause a ripple effect on several fronts. Uh, Number one, uh, because of the 2020 election, uh, this story, and certainly COVID, I think this story was not downplayed, but wasn't covered as much. And as a result, you're going to see state attorney generals, and further lawsuits. And the state attorney generals are going to become more interested in the effects of uh, on this data breach on their citizens. There are already, I believe, five class action lawsuits. There will be more. They may be all joined together. But the issue of the data breach and the size and scope of it will become more prevalent And internally, it's going to cause issues with compliance and IT with nonprofits who use vendors for analysis, for feasibility studies, for wealth screening, for uh, likelihood screening. And uh, vendors are going to have to become more sophisticated, carry more insurance, going to have to provide greater detail and security audits because of this. And that this story is just beginning and may end up in some interesting legal proceedings and financial decisions uh, regarding uh, a major CRM break, uh, 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 data breach. So that's number five. Number six, I think that in our industry, there will be a more acceptance, a stronger acceptance to creative new non-traditional ways to building relationships. So 
two things to think about. Obviously, COVID has caused the entire world to look at virtual communication or, or visual communication through different platforms in new and exciting ways. And for some of us, uh, particularly with employees around the country, we were doing things like this for a while, but it's pushed it along. Traditionally, our our organizations, particularly if you either live in a retirement type area in a warmer climate, and you're going in the summers to see people that maybe take opportunity to go north where it's not so hot, or in reverse, you're in a colder climate and you have donors that go south. The need for travel, budgeting for that, gatherings will begin a to, over time in 2021 begin to diminish because we can use communications like this, like Zoom and GoToMeeting and WebEx and everything else that's out there, uh, Teams, that donors are going to become more accepting of this. The second thing is, is that there's a, a, a wonderful book by Brian Polian who is writing from the perspective of coaching football. He's uh, an assistant coach at Notre Dame, but he wrote the book about 110 pages. I think a little less than that, actually about the next generation and how technology has changed the way they communicate, that they can have a meaningful communication differently than I would view it via text messaging. And that that's going to begin a conversation about with younger donors. How do we solicit annual giving? from a younger population that the tried and true methods that we're used to are going to begin to change. So 2021 prediction is, is that the acceptability of new untraditional, non-traditional, excuse me, traditional paths of fundraising will become more prevalent for both the major gift and annual giving market. My seventh and final is that we will begin to see a greater conversation about government nonprofit partnership that as greater holes develop and we're seeing the idea of the K recovery or the bifurcated um, direction in which we see uh, 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 those that have and that have not, the governments are trying to figure out how in the world they're going to take care of those who are struggling to take care of themselves. And the efficiency or lack thereof in government is going to push them to want to do more things with nonprofits. And the communities that find a way to bridge that gap between the nonprofit and the, and the government entity will be the ones that are most successful at taking care of their populations for those who can, who are struggling on their own. So there's seven and I'm going to throw in a bonus. I think you're going to see the first steps of smaller, private in particular, colleges close and struggle with finances. That education coming out of COVID is going to look totally different. And that schools in 2021, you'll begin to hear the inklings of schools saying, we're not sure we can make it. And that may mean mergers of schools. And that may mean closures of schools. But this is going to be a year, uh, particularly in the summer and fall, 
where schools are trying to figure out, and some won't, how to survive. So you get a bonus. Eight. Eight predictions. So the tactical pieces. So there was the idea of generosity increasing. Number two was the idea of philanthropic support being directed more towards basic services. Number three was a great increase in stock giving because of capital gains changes and the increase in the markets. Number four was acceptance of of cryptocurrencies or at least the conversation thereof. Uh, Number five was the data breach. Number six was the idea of non-traditional manners in which we communicate and maybe be able to solicit. Number seven was the idea of partnership between the government and nonprofits, in particular in the space around uh, basic services. And number eight was private schools. So what's the tactical in all those things? Strategic planning is about figuring out answers to questions or being prepared for things you may not even understand or know. And I think it's worthwhile in a a nonprofit office, and I wouldn't say this needs to be a month-long conversation, but if you were to listen to this podcast and hear these eight maybe thoughts and maybe three, maybe four, maybe six apply to you, are you having conversations internally that say, if this happened, how would we be ready for it? I don't think any of my predictions are crazy. I'm not sure any of them are going to be right. But I've learned that if you do this long enough, you kind of see trends. And I think some of these things are going to become really important conversation pieces in in the philanthropic nonprofit world. So is there a conversation on any one or all of them internally to say, if this happened, how would we adjust? Are we ready for this? How would we adjust our messaging? How would we adjust our gift acceptance? How would we adjust data security? How would we adjust what we do if we're serving basic need in terms of outreach or partnership? Are there opportunities for you and your organization to take advantage of some of these things that may be coming down the pipeline? And you can't do that until you actually have a conversation and talk about it. You can guess, but it's much better to be proactive and be ready than it is to be reactive and just to follow. So the tactical is, why not have a couple conversations about a few of these and say, what would we do? What are our plans? Should they be a part of our strategic thought? Not changing what you do, but being prepared for twenty what 2021 brings us. So a couple of reminders. Don't forget the website www.hallettphilanthropy.com. That's two L's, two T's in Hallett, hallettphilanthropy.com. Send me an email. That's info at hallettphilanthropy.com if you have a suggestion for a topic. Or if you totally disagree with everything I said, I've got a place where I want people to tell me I'm crazy, that they just think I, as I say, reek, Randall reeks. Send me an email at reeks, R-E-E-K-S, at hallettphilanthropy.com. Also, we're posting a lot of blogs, minute reads, minute read every two, three days about the profession, about what's going on. We're actually going to do a series on how to get your board ready for new board members and beginning the year. So there may be something there. It's a value, but there's tons of blog information. Check that out. Lastly, it kind of makes me sick to even say this, but forward this podcast on to others in the nonprofit world if you think it's helpful. Subscribe so you get it when it comes out. Uh, it's meant 
not to be a marketing tool, but a helpful piece, hopefully from someone with some gray hair who's been around the block one or two times to help you and your nonprofit. And at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. And that leads me into how I end every nonprofit or every segment, excuse me, or, or podcast here of Around with Randall is, is that this is a noble profession. You're doing amazing things if you're in the philanthropic world. You're helping your organization meet the needs of your community. And that's never been more important, particularly as we have lived through this crazy 11 months thus far, 10 and a half months of COVID. People are hurting. People need help. And those of us who work in the nonprofit world, we get a chance to be difference makers for those who are seeking that assistance, no matter what area of philanthropy we serve or sector in which we serve it. So remember my all-time favorite saying, some people make things happen, some people watch things happen, then there are those who wondered what happened. And in life, we fall into one of those categories every second of the day. And in those of us who are in this nonprofit work, believe we are people who make things happen for those who are wondering what happened. And I get up every day, I don't know a better way to spend my professional life. And I hope you feel the same. Appreciate your time this week. Prediction show. We'll come back next week with a little bit of a different look back to the norm, but I appreciate your time. Hope you have a great week. And most importantly, remember, make it a great day. 